0: Well hi to everyone, it's uh, been a couple of months since I've uh, I posted uh, a podcast or a chat. Um, many of you have been engaging with some of the, the content that I've been posting and it's um, been great to get some of your feedback. I think it's timely, I'm doing this just after the federal election, we all know the result of that and uh, probably a real surprise for, for many uh, the result but for many of us in the property industry you could argue that. Um, the last federal election was, uh, was a, a positive outcome for our future. Not that I actually think that the market's necessarily going to change overnight, but I think it's going to create stability and certainly a better platform for all of us to work from. Only time will tell whether that's be the case. And for many of us, if not all of us, we have no control over the economy. We have no control over uh, what occurs outside of what we can control inside the confines of our business. I was telling a friend of mine just recently uh i was talking to an agent who was blaming everybody you know blaming the market blaming the boss blaming the brand blaming everything for their performance in the end i had enough and typically in my style i just simply said to them well what i'm here you're saying is that i'm fat because you're eating my food and the reality of life is there's only one reason why people are overweight because they put food in their mouth and me particular that's probably the case And how ridiculous is it that I would even be remotely fat because he eats my food. This is about responsibility and you can't control the market, you can't control the economy, you can't control who wins or doesn't win an election, even though each vote is valued. But we can control what we do inside our businesses and we can control how we we view that world. Many of you have heard me say that things continue to amaze me in my life. I'm continually amazed why professional tennis players can't get the first serve in. I said, mate, you've been playing since you were four, brother. Get the serve in. I'm continually amazed why the cars on the Fast and Furious haven't stopped for fuel yet. Like seriously, they've been driving all the way, driving non-stop and not once have they pulled over to fill up yet. There's some kind of funny comments that I make, but I can't understand how in, in, in offices... But, you know, in our group and outside of our group, I see one Office A and one Office B, virtually the same marketplace. And Office A is doing really, really well in the same environment. Office B is not doing so well. Why is that? Well, I think it starts with responsibility and understanding that when the markets boom, many businesses are just a reflection of the market. When markets flatten, if you don't make the changes at the top of that curve, your business just remains a reflection of the market. And so you'll just become a victim of all the uncontrollables inside your world. With that today, I thought I'd, or the major topic I thought I'd talk about today is is kind of the five bits of framework that I use and help agents to understand how to manage um, vendors in this marketplace. I think it's fair to say that many agents you know, haven't, haven't faced some marketplaces like they're currently in. And the gap between vendors and the gap between the buyers, in some cases, is widening and it makes it difficult to put sales together. So I'm going to give you, for one of a better word, MACA's frameworks to vendor management. The first one of these is empathy. And I think it's really important to understand we are in an industry that manages for one of the for manages the major assets of our customers you know i think it's, I think it's important to understand that homes that are owned by us by Australians are very valuable to them i think that, that, that that's pretty easy to say when a vendor wants a million on and the property's worth nine hundred it 's not just about moving the money it's it 's having empathy, empathy about what else you could be moving you're actually changing the course of this person's life. This person would have had some dream attached to that million dollars. Whether that dream was, you know, I'm going to sell this property and make some money and invest that somewhere else. Whether I'm going to sell the home for this much, which is gonna leave me so much extra so I can leave some money to the kids and give my kids a leg up. Whether it's, I'm gonna to downsize to a smaller apartment, you know, put half a million dollars in the bank and live a great retirement. Every person, when they go and sell a home, they have the value of that home or the value of the asset or what they're going to get back for attached to something. So when you move the price, one of the great things that I need for you to understand is that you also move and change their dreams. And oftentimes, we don't consider that. And we get, you know, we get confronted when there's some energy from the owner around this, this thing. First golden rule is be empathetic to the situation that you're in. Be empathetic that you are changing not only their price, but their dreams. And the last part to the first rule, which is empathy, it's very difficult for someone to be really aggressive to you towards you when you're showing empathy towards them. And, you know, and you know, Mr. Vendor, Mrs. Vendor, I understand. I understand this was really important to you. And I wish I could be coming to you with a different... Level of feedback. I wish I could be coming to you with, to tell you a different story, but I can't. You know, And I feel for you around that, but this is the reality of what we're faced with. Rule number one is empathy. Rule number two is trust. Now, not trust around that. They, they trust that you're not going to come into their home and pinch their cutlery, but trust around the fact that they are more than comfortable, 100% assured that everything that you said you have done. You know that you said you're going to contact your database. Well don't just tell them you've contacted the database, make a list literally of all the people that you contacted on your database. Show them that the work's been done. Show them that you have dotted every i, crossed every t. You know you've, you you you've made contact with all the neighbors. You've made contact with all you know, the people on your pipeline who are looking to change homes, contact with all the all the buyers that, have, that, that are on your, on, on, on your list, that you phoned everybody back, that your vendor reports aligned, 10 people come through, there's 10 people in my vendor report. So the owner knows that everything that you have done, everything that you have done, um, uh, uh, that there can be no other option here other than they need to consider the price. I say this to the people I work with all the time, that empathy and trust are the keys that unlock the price discussion. And so often, many agents try to have the price discussion without showing empathy and trust, and they wonder why there's some aggression or there's some pushback from the owners. Save say to all the people that I work close, you need to earn the right to challenge the price. You need to earn the right to have the price discussion. Empathy and trust are the keys that unlock the price discussion the next one is is in or the narrative and for me the narrative is a really important part of this process so oftentimes um, uh, you know you'll see vendor reports or comments uh, mr. X came through the property and wants to give you why I say people, people want to feel like they're going to buy into the narrative they want to buy into the story bring your buyers to life you know Mr. Brown, Mr. and Mrs. Brown come through, they've just relocated from X. Their kids are going to the local school, they've been looking around the area for a long time, and um, you know they've highlighted this area as their key area for them to live in. What you want then is you want the owner saying, what about the young couple who kids are going to the local school? The vendor's buying into the narrative of the story. They're picturing that the people who want to buy their homes are real people who have the same aspirations and all that. My view on this is the more they buy into it, the more that, they, that, they, that, they, that you get them engaged in the process, take the vendor on the journey of who's looking at their homes and why and what they're comparing their homes to and their feedback and what auctions they're attended and what they saw, you know, buy in or the narrative is rule number three, which probably then alone brings us to the actual discussion on price. You can see that the actual discussion on price and where the market's, it's quite down in the order of, of order of what's important. The quicker you can get to the price discussion, the better. But you actually have to earn the right to do that. See, when you give a full-on narrative, what it says to the owner is that you've engaged this person, you've spoken to this person, you know who this person is. And this person that the narrative is attached to. Um, is someone that the vendor can feel comfortable about, that you've really, really engaged with this person for the benefit of the owner and and, and their best price. It's when all those things are done that the price discussion becomes really, really quite easy. It needs to be aligned. It needs to be aligned. I I talked in the past about time and price. Where do I want the vendor to be in four weeks so I can guarantee Mr. Vendor or Mrs. Vendor a sale? And is all the work I'm doing aligned? Is my discussions around price aligned to that journey? Ask yourself this afternoon, this is a great question to ask. If I was sitting at at, 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 at my owner's home tonight and they were having dinner, let's hypothetically say it was husband and wife, and they're talking about what's going on in in relation to the sale of their home, what would the discussion be at home tonight? Is the discussion around, yeah, G. Mac is doing everything, God, he's working hard, I hear from him all the time, Uh, they're making decisions about offers. Or is the discussion? I wonder what he's doing. Have you heard from him today? Um, is, do, you, do you think he's done this? Do you think he's been to his database? He said that he was going to do that. Do you know whether we've done that? What the great agents do, which I've said many times, is control the conversations of their owners when they're not present, or controls—not a very nice word—or maybe be part of the conversation of their owners when they're not present, and that just comes from you know executing and delivery of content and communication to the owner, aligned with where you want them to be. The last one of this is an interesting one, and I think it's probably one of the most powerful ones, and it's, it's, it's got a lot to do with... A lot to do with... A lot to do with... Sorry, it again. i cut it. Yep. A, a lot to do with... Um, the last one is got a lot to do... And I, and I think if I go, the last one is time. Probably the great discussion that I once again believe that you continue to have to earn is time. You know, they'll, they'll say to you, you know, I know the feedback's at 9.50, I can't accept 950 i am at a million dollars. if you've done all the other ones you've shown empathy, you've developed trust through being diligent in the process, you know there's a great narrative there that they, that, that they know you've, you've you've been gone in depth with your purchases you know there's good price, solid alignment discussion on price, then you can go to the time discussion, which I think is one of the most powerful. I get Mr. Vendor that you can't take 950. You've expressed that to me. I wish I could be coming to you with a better story. There's a little bit of empathy for you. But the reality is we probably need to understand what this means. You know, we had a really long sustained run in Australia of great property prices and growing property prices for five years. Logic would tell you we're probably going to have a sustained run of, of prices being challenged. So Mr. Vendor or Mrs. Vendor, I get that you can't take 9.50. But this discussion now is not about the price. This discussion is that it's probably going to be a couple of years before we get back to where you are today on price. Do you still want to be here in two or three years' time? That's the question. Now, if the answer to that question is you're comfortable with that, then by all means, then maybe you should withdraw the home. If you're not comfortable with that, then we need to have a discussion about how we're going to find a solution to the problem that we've currently got, where you're at a million and the market's at 9.50. It's those discussions... That really unlock <coughs> excuse me the owner to really think about what they're doing, I think many owners say you know i don't want to take nine fifty because I think it's going to get better next month or or next week or whatever it may be they live on the or they they live on the positive side of the pessimist scale, you know the pessimist they they they, they, they live on the very positive side of that it's not that you don't want to get them the best price, but we have to be realistic in the way that we approach this. In wrapping up, let's just go back and recap on the rules. One, empathy, number one. Two, trust. You know, have you created empathy and trust? They are the, they are the golden keys that unlock you know, the discussions on price. The narrative, which is number three, then price, You know, shows the vendor that you put depth around the people that you're talking to, which which indicates that you've had long discussions with this people. It hasn't been a fleeting discussion about whether you liked it or not. Tell me who you are, tell me what you're trying to do. Tell me what your what your ambitions are on your next property purchase. And certainly that gives the vendor a real set of uh, a real sense of kind of, you know, comfort that 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 you'll dive into these purchases with such great depth. The next one is actually price itself. And is that that price discussion aligned with where you want the vendor to be? Oftentimes, the mistake that many agents have is that they give a price discussion or price feedback based upon where they hoped the market may be rather than where the market really is. That's a real trap for young players. And the last one is a discussion of time, really highlighting the fact that you can't take the figure and talk about what that means in real terms. This means... You're going to have to remain with this asset or live in this home or not be able to go and create what you want to create with the money for a couple of years are you okay with that they're the framework that we work with it's which really helped a lot of a lot of people um, you know I know there's been a while between uh between podcasts but we've been on the road uh, I'm about to go on onto a onto a, uh, a real a trip around the country so um, I might get to see many of you out there in the field if not. Keep asking some questions and we'll we'll catch up soon.